Hey there, and welcome back to Tradey Business School, the podcast where we have real conversations about how you can grow your trades or contracting business so it is more enjoyable and profitable. Today, I'm going to be having a chat about how to get the most out of your apprentice. Let's face it, hiring an apprentice can be challenging and it can be rewarding. But how do you get the most out of them and create a place that they want to stay and grow with your business? You know, hiring an an apprentice is so common. Uh, It's an investment. It's an investment in your time and your commitment to their development. And most of the time an apprentice, unless you hire a mature age apprentice, most of the time an apprentice, well, they're a baby. They are fresh out of school and it's their first ever job. It's a time where their beliefs around what work is get formed. It's a time where they are finding themselves, they're learning and they're growing, they're finding their feet. It is a huge jump to go from the world of school or from unemployment into the nine to five of the workplace. So, There's a lot of adjustment for them as they come in, a lot of investment for you. You Many many trades or contracting businesses will hire an apprentice. I know it's cheaper for me to hire an apprentice. I need an extra set of hands. You must always factor in the cost of the additional time that you will be spending or your leading hand will be spending on the training, the mentoring, and also to the reduced productivity that they will uh, be, I guess, bringing to your business through the times that they are training and mentoring and guiding the apprentice. So productivity will be decreased from your staff, your qualified staff, as well as, or yourself, as well as uh, the time that it takes uh, for you to, to help them. One of the things that I have uh, been noticing is that many apprentices, in fact, leave. They will leave the person, the business that offers them their first apprentice. And believe it or not, many of them will leave before they tell you. Yep, they will leave before they tell you, months, sometimes years. They will have already made the decision that they are going to leave as soon as they are qualified very, very early on. You know, one of the things really is that I notice many trade business owners will be making making hiring an apprentice all about themselves, more about themselves than it is about the apprentice. And this is one of the, I guess, fatal mistakes with an, with an apprentice. They will expect cheap labour. They will often expect their apprentice to mind read expectations. So they'll have expectations that maybe their apprentice needs to be at a certain place in their skill development or know certain things by certain points in time. Yet so often those points in time and those skills are not communicated clearly. They're not roadmapped for the apprentice. You know, comments like, I, I, uh, uh, you should be, you should be uh, at a certain place by now and you're not where I expected you to be. Uh, things like that, which will just, they can devastate an apprentice who believes that they are doing all that they can and they may not know what they should be doing. So therefore, you know, in those moments, um, I guess bricks get laid that uh, are in a wall that goes up between the apprentice and 
the employer and they they're hard to break down and slowly this wall goes up of oh okay they said this thing and I'm not quite sure when you find a good apprentice though when you find a good one uh you'll often hope that they'll stay with you like I've, I've, this, this is an amazing apprentice you know they've um they're bright they learn uh they work independently when they obviously are on jobs that they have the skill level to be able to do and you hope that they're going to stay and grow with your business. You're investing in them and, in many cases, caring for them. Uh, so you want, naturally, for them to stay with your business for a period of time. Yet, as I said before, many of them will actually leave before they tell you, sometimes months or years earlier. I'll give you an example. I was uh, heard recently uh, about a, a young apprentice. He's called Alex. So Alex was working in a um, mechanic apprenticeship mechanics apprenticeship and he was being told one one thing he was being told was that uh he was in a second year but he was being told that he was being paid more than minimum wage you're being paid more than minimum wage now as he found his feet and he understood a few things like he learned you know fair work australia so he, he had a look he had a look on the website only to find out that he was being paid minimum wage in fact he was being paid one cent less than minimum wage. So, I mean, one cent doesn't matter, but it was in his mind, he's like, well, uh, I'm being paid minimum wage. In fact, I'm being paid less than minimum wage. And yet my employer has told me that they're taking care of me and I'm being paid more than minimum wage. I'm wondering why my friends in similar apprenticeship stages seem to have always more money than me. Something's not adding up here and he's gone and had a look. In that moment, trust was gone. Trust was broken in the word of his boss, and that often is irreparable. Other things such as being made to take leave. Poor old Alex was told that you've got to take take all this leave because uh, the boss is closing down his business for uh, a week or two to go on holiday. So everyone had to take their leave. He had to take his leave during that time. Leaving him was no leave for when he actually wanted to take it. So things like this, but not actually realising uh, that, in fact, there are other ways that it could and should be. You know, in these moments, the apprentice decides and makes decisions that I don't I don't want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to go and do it better in the future. I don't want to always work for a boss like this. However, right now I feel perhaps indebted or I, I feel that I need to stay because I'm doing my apprenticeship. However, they've already made the decision to leave. As soon as I'm qualified, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go out on my own is often the decision. Uh, poor old Alex was getting booked into jobs late at night, you know, 6.30 on a Friday night and uh, not always being paid um, overtime. So you know, this, these young apprentices so often, they're young and they won't speak up for themselves, but they will make decisions for themselves uh, that will be hard to shift later. The longer and the more that they are exposed to are the things that they are not happy with the more bricks go up in that wall between the employer and this, this young apprentice. You'll pretty much guarantee that they'll never stay by not paying, um, I guess not treating them in certain ways. I'm going to talk through a number of things that you can do, though. So there will be a, I'm going to share a number of things that you can do to get the most out of your apprentice. These are some of the examples of what happens if you uh, don't do these things. You're never going to guarantee by doing these things that they'll stay. You will never guarantee an apprentice is going to stay, but you will guarantee that they'll go if you don't invest in them as a person from day one and consistently. 
I would you know, pay attention to that. You will never guarantee they're going to stay, but you will guarantee they'll go if you don't invest in them from day one and continue doing it. So let's have a chat about some of the things that you can do to get your apprentice engaged from the very start and to stay engaged. So from day one, give them a big, warm welcome. It's the first thing. Everyone's got first day nerves, school leaver, absolutely, someone that's unemployed. And it's a huge leap into the unknown. So make sure they're really warmly welcomed. Make sure your team creates a welcoming environment so they feel part of something as soon as possible. Even if you're all under the pump, I know that's so common at the moment. Everyone's um, really just rushing from job to job to job. You might have teams out on site and place, so they're not going to fully meet your teams for a while. Think of ways in which you can have them introduced to everybody and feel part of a team and understand, I guess, who's who in the zoo as soon as possible. And really focus on the warmth. Focus on the warmth. It's not a ticking box exercise to welcome somebody. It really is just to stop and be present in this for this moment. That's the first thing. The second thing is to set up uh, some sort of a buddy scheme. They School leavers will really work well with sort of workplace um, mentors or friends or someone that they know that they can go to. So Often schools will, and you know, think about school systems, they will, um, especially when kids start school, the, say, for example, the, if you're in Australia, year six is the final year of primary school. When kindergarten starts, they buddy up kindergarten with the year six. So it's a great way to give um, and spread the load in terms of who to go to. So you could assign a buddy and you might even want to rotate that through your team for the first number of months. Uh, while they're there so that they have somebody to get to know and they're getting to know all of the team members. It does give them a great opportunity to gain different advice, to meet different people in your business and give them heaps of different perspective on on the sorts of things that they will be encountering when they're you know, learning all their new skills. The next thing I want to talk about is setting clear objectives. I touched on this earlier around expectations, but you've got to set really, really clear objectives. Be clear on what you expect of them. You may know in your mind what you expect, but unless you make it clear, write it down, um, maybe even ask them to just sort of reiterate back to you what you know their understanding of their expectations are occasionally, it's really unlikely they are ever going to guess what's expected of them. They, they're too green. They don't know. And, I mean, this goes for anything, not even with an apprentice. Don't hold others. You certainly can never hold somebody else accountable uh, for not meeting your expectations when you have not communicated it clearly. And you can never assume you've communicated clearly because the way in which you explain something may not be received in the same way. They may filter it, distort it in some way. So what they hear is not exactly what you've said. It's part of the human condition. It's what we all do. So some of the ways you can say, hey, could you just repeat back to me what I said so I can explain, I can make sure I've explained it to you clearly. Or maybe you will uh, write them up a um, some kind of development uh, document that you walk them through month on month and things that you, uh, and, and, and document it so it's in writing. So they are really, really clear on the expectations. So really think about that. The next thing is to make sure, I mean, this might sound like a given, but give them effective supervision. Really, so many, and some of them may find it really, really hard to ask for help. I mean, heck, so many adults 
find it hard to ask for help. So put um, a young apprentice in a new position, they may feel that it's expected that they know what to do. They may feel shame. They may feel embarrassment around not knowing how to do something. So they may keep, they may just try to figure it out themselves, which is going to cost you time and money. And ultimately, you're going to have be sent back to fix jobs. They may make mistakes. You're going to have customer complaints. Um, you're going to, you know, lose profit on a job, those sorts of things, because it's not going to be um, done properly. So make sure that you give them um, a really safe environment to ask for help, check in on them, make sure you're really approachable and you always have the time to guide them appropriately. So when you're hiring an apprentice, you're committing to having the time to be able to train them. You must constantly be checking in on things, seeing how they're going, which leads me into the next one, which is tracking progress. You've got to monitor their skills, their knowledge, but also to their ambition. Start tracking progress and their ambition and the things that light them up. Start connecting with them as a person. Some things will light them up more than others. They're learning. They don't know what they're going to enjoy or not more than others. They may discover, you may discover they've got a particular talent for one part of the role rather than others. So you can be able to, you know, start tracking that progress, connecting with them right from the very beginning, right through to the completion of the uh, apprenticeship. Track things, offer further advice and training where necessary. So if they start falling behind and lagging in some areas, you want to uh, set up a rhythm of tracking and, and do that consistently. Don't let it slide for, you know, once they're sort of heading into that second, third year, fourth year even. Um, don't let it slide because they seem really competent and able to get out there. Keep tracking them all the way through. The next one is making sure that you are an effective communicator. You have to be an effective communicator. An effective communicator has two ears and one mouth, two ears and one mouth. You must ask questions of them and listen to what they say, listen to what they're really saying. Take the time out, not just to talk to them, uh, but listen as well. So ask more than you speak. And if you notice that you're somebody that likes to over-explain things, just notice where you start repeating and looping on what you're doing. Stop and check in um, on what you're sharing with them and listen to what they feed back. If you notice you're um, having a conversation with them and you've heard your own voice more than you've heard theirs, then that's a really good sign that you've got to wind back, dial down what how much you're speaking and open the space for them so that they can speak up. Opening opportunities for them is the next one. So they're learning and growing and they're finding their feet and some things will light them up, others won't. They will have talents and skills in some areas and want to develop their craft and trade in some areas versus others. Give them an opportunity to test a range of skills and maybe have a look at different jobs, different departments, and really get an understanding of the entire business and what's going on link them up with um, you know, other people in the business that they may not necessarily always work with, but just give them a chance to understand the, the bigger operation of your business, depending on how big you are. Even if, just, if, even if it's all you at the moment and one apprentice, 
talk to them about some of the behind the scenes things about running a business because so many apprentices decide that it's really easy to run a business and they're going to get the qualification I'm going to go and I'm going to go out on my own and this is where we get this replication of people going out and working alone and realizing they don't know how to run a business and then they don't make any profit and they make no time and they end up in in this in a position where they're not making any money so it's not always as easy to run a business and I think as you well know if you're listening to this you're 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 working things out as well yourself as so many business owners are it's not um, always taught so open them up and have some conversations so they understand the breadth and scope of what it takes to run a business and what this will also do is mean that when you, you start growing and you start stepping back and getting off the tools yourself they're not going well hang on a second I'm at work all day what are you you know I'm on the tools you're not on the tools what are you doing they will understand more than what it takes to run a business and that you must step off the tools to be able to uh, drive marketing drive sales um, check out and um, improve a efficiencies, build relationships, all of those things. Um, monitor and, and do your quotes, know, know your numbers, do, I mean, check your profitability, all of those things. Um, and, and so they'll understand that it is not as simple as just being on the tools to get the money and building jobs. Oh, the next one is so important. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Walk your talk. Set a good example always. Don't tell your apprentice to do something and don't do it yourself. I have seen this. It's like, oh, do um, you know, do what I say, not what I do, and 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 then the boss walks off laughing. So no, just no, don't do that. If you've done that, don't do it. Because they they will learn. So hang on a second, you know, he tells me to do something, but doesn't do it himself, or she, he or she. So you must do it always, even when they're not looking, even when they're not looking, because people know, they know when you're, when you're putting on an act for certain things, but you must do what you say. The next one is um, it's sort of similar to opening up opportunity, but it is really about developing your uh, apprentice. An apprentice isn't just here for the apprenticeship. At the end of the program, um, and of their, their qualification, you should have a really good understanding of where their skills lie and what they want to do and develop as their career, not just at the end of it, but you keep talking to them all the way through. Open and open up opportunity within your business and start talking about that for them and develop that as they move through their apprenticeship. So this will form part of a constant tracking of progress. You will have regular performance reviews with them, check-ins. I would be having those quarterly and constantly checking in on what it is that they want, where they see themselves, what they're liking, what they're loving, into their world. Research has often shown that apprentices will be and can be some of the most loyal people in your in your business if you treat them uh, with I guess the respect, the curiosity uh, from day one, they, and like I said, you can't guarantee they're going to stay. You just cannot guarantee they're going to stay. However, you'll guarantee they'll go if you don't invest in them. So enter their world and guide guide them and know at the very least that when, uh, when and if they do leave you, that they're going out with an expectation of and having, having a good experience from working with you lastly learn from the experience yourself once you've been you know have you, you are you listening to this you've probably been through an apprenticeship yourself think about what you've learned in the past think about what you've learned 
every step of the way as you're developing your apprentice so that you can refine it for when you hire the next apprentice and the next apprentice. Review the experience of training the apprentice. Don't just do it on the fly and not consciously think about it. I want you to, you know, I thoroughly recommend you stop and you think about what am I, what am I learning? What am I learning from this experience? And take some notes on it so that the next one comes on, you will do an even better job. Oh, you might have heard the quote, train people well enough so that they can leave, treat them well enough so they don't want to. I think Sir Richard Branson said that. Train people well enough so they can leave, treat them well enough so they don't want to. So that's what you want to aim for. You know, the cost of not treating them like this is that you'll guarantee that they will leave sooner than later and as I said earlier many of them decide they're going to leave long before you even get an inkling so do this throughout the whole period that's it how to get the most out of your apprentice thank you for tuning in wherever you are uh, drop a comment if you like this episode share it like it uh, love it and if you have not yet joined the free Facebook group Tradies and General Contractors Global where we share tips and tricks on uh, and other trainings on how you can uh, run your trades or contracting business then jump on in there it's a free group um, find it on Facebook and uh, jump on in there and you can start chatting and asking questions with other like-minded business owners so until the next episode bye for now mm-hmm.